0: hi everyone i'm lucas mack and welcome to another episode of the golden rule revolution where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less today i am honored to have my guest on kyla sokol ward she is a speaker a coach a professional empath on a mission to cure the world of disconnection she's a powerful leader who helps individuals corporate teams And university students connect more deeply with themselves and those around them in order to lead in a way that is uniquely meaningful to them. Please welcome Kyla. Kyla, thank you so much for joining.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So
0: what this I how you and I got connected is a great (laughs) story. The other day, I guess this is a couple weeks ago, I've been following you and I get, I didn't, I'm not even sure if you were following me. I just was following you on Instagram and I loved your content. And then I messaged you that I just love your content. I love what you're putting out. And then you messaged me back. (laughs) I was going to message you or something, something. What a cool connection.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so funny because on, I mean, it was sort of the same thing. I started following you because I had seen your um one of your previous listen to one of your previous podcast episodes with Taylor Conroy and Taylor is a mentor of mine and um so that's how I found your podcast and I started following you I'm like oh, I, I need to reach out to this guy I need to reach out to him I need, to, need to reach out to him and then I like put it on my calendar for that day I'm like okay Kyla like just send a message to this guy and then you did it first on that same day and it was just this beautiful like the universe winking at us of like yes. there you go now you're connected <laughs> that
0: is so cool it is it is, isn't it amazing how it all works. Like how mm. it all works? I have no idea, but it all <laughs> works. And it's all, it all beautiful. Works. It all works. It's beautiful.
1: Mhm. Yes. Yeah, things are just like conspiring behind the scenes constantly. Yes. yes. So, let's let's get
0: in every the first question I typically ask every guest on the show is where did you grow up and tell us, you know, your story of childhood to where you are today?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in a suburb in Maryland and, um, yeah, I was there until I was 18 and went off to college. Um, and I ended up going to college in North Carolina and, and in Maryland, so I'm one of five children and I have four absolutely beautiful siblings and they're my best friends in the world and we are very blessed um where I I feel like these are my first five soulmates in my life Mm -hmm. and or my first four soulmates in my life and um yeah they are the greatest people that I know absolutely and yeah you know it's funny like I attribute so much of who I am to how I grew up you know the things that are wonderful about me and the things that are just challenges in my own little personal world. And at the same time, I, I just think like, you know what, God, everyone's parents did something to them. And it's totally like, I don't mean that all of our parents were like horrible people type of thing. Like my parents were wonderful and, um, and like everybody else on the earth, were doing the best they can- could with the tools that they had. And like children are just so, um, they're just like little sponges and they're just absorbing everything. And it's impossible for our brains to not pick up on things that are, that just make us more challenged as adults. And so I, I don't like, I don't blame my parents for anything and I don't think that they did anything wrong as parents, not in the least. Um, But yeah, I definitely, I was a very sensitive little kid. I threw a lot of tantrums and um, I just, felt very challenged in the world as a, as a a really little kid. And I think, um, I had this feeling as a, as a child, as an adolescent, as a teenager, as a college student of like, I feel so hyper connected to everyone. And I, Mm. I feel like everyone feels this way, but no one's saying anything. And, um, I sort of had the awareness that like my, my own self-awareness and how Um, I wanted everyone to get along and I wanted everyone to to be loved by each other. I'm like, I think we all want this. I don't think I'm unique in this and like just no one's saying anything about it. And we're all just sort of going about our conditioned ways. And, and that's really influenced a lot of the work that I do now. And um, so now I'm out in San Francisco and I'm yeah running these workshops and talks and coaching on, on connectivity and how we can more deeply and profoundly and authentically connect with ourselves and with one another and what this means for the world what are the implications of that
0: for what what's one of the main things that because you you speak a lot you're doing these workshops what are what are some of the main themes that you see bubble up to the surface that keep people back from stepping into their authentic self and their authentic voice and their authentic power and ability to lead
1: Mm. Um, hmm. I think some of the biggest things are like people have fear and they think that that's a reason to not do something. And mm. I always tell people like the more scared you are, the more worthy it is of being done. And yes. like if you're not scared, then you're probably like it's not a big enough risk and it's probably something you're already doing. And um yeah, so if you feel terrified to take a risk to put yourself out there to lead in a new way, to show up in a new way. Like that's cool. That is your sign that like you're ready for it. If you're feeling terrified, like you're ready. Um, And yeah, and you wouldn't even be able to like recognize that next step of what you want to do unless you were ready for it. So I think a lot of people use fear as a way of saying like, Oh, if I'm scared, then I shouldn't do it. Um, If I'm feeling discouraged, then that means I'm not ready. Um, And also just sort of like not, not reaching out for help and not um and and therefore thinking that whatever it is that they are experiencing is unique to only them and they are the only ones who are scared they're the only ones who feel like they're screwing up all the time and they're the only ones who feel like nothing is going right and Mm. um yeah it's such a it's such a toxic place to be of thinking that we are alone in anything in anything and like everything that we're experiencing is so universal and um and we isolate ourselves when we get scared. So that's, that's a big thing I really try and push people out of. It's like, if you're terrified, tell someone because they're terrified too.
0: That is, isn't that the truth? Everyone, it, and the people that, you know, um, on your website, which we'll share at the end, um, you have mm-hmm. a really cool speaker reel. And you talk about, um, you used to think leaders were, the term leader was reserved. I think you have counselors. And, and yep. you know, that was really good. I, whatever you said was really good, and and yet those that are willing to step forth and admit that which they're afraid of are usually the people that become leaders. Because ever, usually the majority of people are all feeling the same thing, except fear mm-hmm. holds people back from expressing. And those that express first are those typically that are seen as leaders. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what we do when we. Um, when we step up and say, like, hey, I don't have my shit together completely. Like, here's where I am feeling like I'm messing up, and here's where things are not looking so picture perfect. And like, when one person does that, it gives everyone in the room the permission, the unwritten permission slip that they needed mm. to just be who they are. And we're just not showing up as our fullest, uh, most terrified selves all the time. Yeah. And um, we're unconsciously, like, not giving others permission. In that way, if we're not giving ourselves permission, we're not giving others permission either.
0: Where was, or ha, have you experienced that defining moment where you yourself had to speak through the fear that was holding you back that made you the person you are today?
1: Mm, um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is like, <laughs> I, so I, I don't talk about this a ton anymore, but it used to be a really central part of my work. Um, for and I think I I mentioned this to you briefly at one in one of our conversations, but I struggled really deeply with food and body image for probably about four Mm -hmm. years, um, mostly in college and a little bit after college. And I (laughs) and I remember like I call it like coming out. I came out to my family and to my friends that I had been struggling with this for years and that's what it felt like of like because I'd been hiding this thing that was a huge part of of my life for Mm -hmm. so many years and um, just really consumed me for so much time. And, um, and that I just played off as something else. You know, I play. I would be restricting my food and hardly eating and I'd be going to the gym like crazy and saying like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm training for, I'm training for 5k. That's why I'm in the gym so much. And then I'd be binge eating and saying like, Oh, you know, I'm just so hungry because I'm training so much. And like, but in reality, it's like, I'm forcing food into my body that my body doesn't want to eat and all these things. So I, I had a moment, um, I'm trying to think, I was working with a coach at the time, like once it got to a, a breaking point where I, um, where she told me like, okay, you know, it's, it's time to let your family in on this. And because I wanted to tell them, I wanted to tell them that I'd been struggling with this. Mm-hmm. And, and she told me, she's like, after you do it, you're going to have a vulnerability hangover. Mm-hmm. And that's a term that has stuck with me so much because it's so, it's like, we do that is what it feels like. It's almost like the way that you like throw up when you are actually hung over. That's what it feels like when you say some really huge shameful secret out loud. Yeah. Um, it just yeah. feels like you've expelled something from your body. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. And so I told my family, I wrote a whole post about it on Facebook and it was amazing to me, especially after about, especially after putting it on Facebook and you know, it had been, it had reached hundreds of people that I'm friends with. Um, It was amazing to me just like, how many people reached out to me and were like, yeah, I struggle with this too. And I'm like, damn, I wish I had known this years ago. And I wouldn't have right. felt so freaking isolated and terrified and um, horrible about myself. And yeah, just, and, and then I really came to learn. It's like, damn, every freaking woman struggles with their body. There's yeah. not a single woman out there who hasn't. And right. men too, like men in, totally. different, in a different flavor. Yep. And um, yeah. And just how universal all of this Hurt is and how much less hurt there could be if we were talking about it
0: Hmm. it's um it just goes to show the power of shame shame Mm. tells us to be quiet shame tells us we're the only one shame tells us no one else but you it's only you you've experienced this what's wrong with you but yet love says whatever you've gone through whatever you're struggling with it's okay bring it forth bring it to the light like your love mm. no matter what and and when we have the courage to step forth in that love it's amazing how much impact we have in other people's lives cuz you're right we give the permission for other people to be free themselves and mm. it's a really beautiful story you going through that and you know you you might have heard whoever you heard from you know just by default there's many that you impacted that you'll never hear from
1: mm, yeah yeah hmm. yeah and that's a that's a huge piece of my work as well as understanding like the ways in which we're impacting the world without even knowing it and and with our being with our actions with our words we're affecting people around us and so when you know the way that I act around a little kid like especially around little kids I'm really aware of how I'm speaking and how I'm holding myself and um, and because like they, again, they are sponges and they absorb everything and, um, and we're constantly influencing people and we don't always realize it. And we, every single person, we all have those um, examples of moments of, yes, this stranger that didn't even know it, they changed my life. Like we all have an example of that. Yes. And yet we all think that we're not doing that exact same thing to everyone else. It's right. like, we are, we're all doing this. Right.
0: Um,
1: yeah, so it's a, it's a huge piece of it for sure.
0: So when you are, so there's, tell me about your business and what you're doing now. Cause it's, it seems to me there's two parts. There's your coaching and the seminars. There's also your speaking. So explain what you're doing business wise now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So for my coaching, um, right now I'm, I coach on self development, personal development, um, spirituality, things like that. Law of attraction. I'm really, really into law of attraction. Um, and essentially helping people do the things they say they want to do, but aren't doing. Mm.
0: And
1: why is it that we, because that, that is a painful way to live when you know you want to change something, you know, you need to change something, but you're not. Um, and having, you know, a lot of the people that come to me um, for my services, they say like, you know, I have the awareness of this thing I need to change and I'm just not doing it. And that's a really painful place to live when you, have the awareness and you're still choosing not to do it. It's one thing if you don't know. But when you do know and you're still choosing to stay in a place of inaction, um, it's hard. And so yeah, helping people to really get out of their own way and to to feel more trust and surrender and like you say, like be in that place of love and to know that like they are held and as long as they're following that love, then there's truly nothing that can go wrong because there's no such thing as something going wrong. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, good. that's a big piece.
0: That is really good. There's mm. no such thing as, is something going wrong. That's, that is, where did you first develop that understanding?
1: Ooh. Wow. 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 I'm not sure where it sort of first appeared to me. I feel like it was just like sort of a look back on everything in my life. And, mm. and this is one thing that I, always think about whenever i'm going through something that's challenging no matter how big or small it is and i think to myself kyla there has not been a single thing in your life that you have not looked back on and thought of course it happened that way it was yeah. perfect of yeah. course it did this thing that seemed so terrible at the time and and was so terrible at the time it's not like you know i was making it up it was so terrible and so hard at the time like it was perfect and that has never not been true. And just always knowing that like, I'm just in, I'm in a place of love. We're in this universe of love and we are guided by something so much bigger than us. And even though things are painful, it doesn't take away the pain, but it does let us know that like we will be okay.
0: Yes. That is so good. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but there's a show called manifest on NBC and no, it is, it's, it's, I love it. I, I binge watched as many episodes <laughs> up on uh, Hulu. I, I really loved it. And it's all based on, well, it's loosely based on, um, and I haven't, I think I'm two episodes behind of where they're currently at. But um, there's a verse in the New Testament of the Bible. It's loosely based on that. And, it's, and it keeps showing up. And it's, um, and we know all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are other called according to their to his purpose or something like that and they talk about Mm. this but it's all these synchronicities of the show it's like you know mind-blowing and and all these people um come together and it's interesting i'm like what does that mean because it's what you're saying like you can look back and like yeah everything was good and perhaps like when that was written and i i think it starts off and we know it's like man what if Mm. we like back then like hey it's all good like everything's all good everything's, you know, yes, there's painful moments. And, you know, I am not minimizing pain and I'm not minimizing the fear. And yet when we go through and heal and get on the other side of the fear and the pain, you can look back and like, wow, I would not be the powerful human being that I am today had I not gone through that. And had I never experienced trauma, I wouldn't have the voice I have today or something. I mean, it's really beautiful. So to hear you share that like all things are good, it's, it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful message. I, I think it's one thing to hear it, but it's another thing to say like straight up, like, I know this, like you're saying, and it's powerful.
1: Yeah. 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 And it, um, it honestly, you know, a lot of people, I think when they hear that they sort of, their defenses maybe go up a little bit of like, what, so I'm just supposed to trust in everything and nothing's ever going wrong, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know what? If, if it's all bullshit, let's say everything we're saying is bullshit, Yeah. then it's still easier to go about your life believing that things are happening in your favor in some way than believing that like, just everything is for crap. And, yes. um, yeah. And it's just a matter of like, do you, do you want to be happy or do you want to feel like you're right? And you get to choose. We're all just choosing.
0: <laughs> That's so good. Um, I was watching um, this documentary on uh, Rabbi Schneerson who started Chabad. And he mm. said something. I, I love, love this. And it's so profound. He said, the world is still the garden. He's like, but it's mm. our job to dig it out. It's our job to expose. Life is still good. It's just been covered and layered with, with darkness. It's been covered and layered with you know that which is not good, but it's our job to dig out the good because it's still good. Mm. And when I heard that, mm. I'm like, yes, like it just spoke to the very essence of my soul that yes, life is still good. The world is good, yeah. things are good and mm. we get the responsibility we have the amazing responsibility to step forth in love and and to liberate people from shame and guilt and
1: yeah
0: whether it be physical abuse uh you know emotional eating or whatever whatever the shackles are in any person's life every person has shackles
1: mhm yeah yeah and i love the word that you use the word responsibility because we we can sit here and we can say, oh, the world is this way and I don't like it. And like, okay, so you won't like it. And that's just sort of where it starts and ends. And if you say like, you know what? The world is this way and I accept that. I love that. Like using the word love here, it doesn't always mean that you like it, but you love it, which means that you mm-hmm. accept it. And like, I accept that. And now how do I want to improve on it? Now that I'm making myself a part of it by accepting that it exists, then how am I going to, what's my role going to be in it? Versus like, I don't like this. Okay, great. Then you don't like it. And we've hit a wall and that's the end of it.
0: Hmm. That's a really good, I, out of all the episodes, I've never heard someone distinguish between like and love, but that is, (laughs) that's super interesting. Great point. Like you, you know, it's, I've heard it said like, uh, parents can say about their kids, you know, I love them. I don't necessarily (laughs) like them right
1: now. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. uh, That is
0: such an interesting thought of like how life is. Like we can we can love life. It doesn't mean we like the present particular moment, but if we if we don't love it, there's really no power to stand Mm. in that responsibility.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's like you said of with your kids or with A partner, it's like maybe you don't, you know, even if we're going to use the word love, maybe you don't love them all day every day, but you love them every day. And like you accept them every single day. And um, even if you don't always like the way that that they they spoke to you 25 minutes ago or the way that your Mm -hmm. kid threw a tantrum in the grocery store when you were in a rush or whatever. Like, yeah, you don't like that. It's annoying. But still, you love them. They did it. It happened. There's not like if you being mad about it isn't going to change the circumstances. So it's like, okay, we're here and this is happening.
0: What are we going to do about it? So good. Mm. I love talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how, how can yeah. people work with you? Like what, what are some of the ways? Cause if, and I want to share with the audience, if you are looking for someone to speak about leadership or love or responsibility or accountability, like, Kyla is such an awesome speaker and she has a great speaker <laughs> reel on her website. And also, you do more than just speak. So how can people work with you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, um, so the, what I usually do in terms of coaching is working one-on-one with folks. Um, and that's usually done via phone calls. Most of my clients are not local to, to San Francisco where I am um yeah and helping them so one of the main things that I focus on with my clients is creating a vision Mm. and um this is where a little bit of that law of attraction comes into play of like where are we going to be at the end of our time together and what is that going to look like what am I going to feel like how who am I spending my time with and how am I spending my time um am I eating differently am I dressing differently and really creating this holistic picture of what our lives can look like and understanding that like everything comes from a place of feeling and that when we can envision what it will feel like to be a certain version of ourselves, it can actually happen very effortlessly. So for instance, like when I reached out to you and I sent you a video saying like, hey, Lucas, I love your stuff. I'd love to connect with you. If you had asked me three years ago to do that, I would have been like, no effing way. I'm not doing that. That's terrifying. I don't know this guy. He's going to think I'm weird. Um, but now, like, I've done all this all this work with myself and knowing that, like, I want to show up as a leader who takes the initiative, who reaches out to people that I find inspiring, who makes connections with people. And even though, you know, when I started saying those types of statements to myself, it felt foreign of, like, oh, but but I'm not that person. It was like, but I can become, but like actually I, I am that person because I wouldn't even be able to think of those things if they didn't exist in me somewhere. Hmm. And so like being able to feel, it's like what would it feel like if I were an empowered and inspired leader? Yes. And if I felt like this person would accept me no matter what, even if I sent them a weird video of myself um, and I wasn't terrified of not being accepted, what, what would that feel like if I were that person? And then taking action from that place and that's, that's the big thing I really help my clients do is like feeling it's emotionally and then taking the freaking action. That's the, that's the harder step.
0: <laughs> that is so good. Um, take So I, I've i shared this with my former employees. I'd share this with I don't know, different groups of people that there's not one NBA, I'm gonna deviate into sports here for a second, even though I'm not a big <laughs> sports guy, but there's not one NBA basketball player I guarantee who is in the NBA because they first learned to shoot on a six-foot hoop and then a seven-foot uh. hoop. Once they went from seven, they went to eight. And once they went from eight to nine, eventually when they mastered nine, they finally stepped into shooting on a 10-foot hoop. I Every single NBA basketball player shot on a 10-foot hoop and they kept shooting and they kept shooting and they kept shooting and they grew in to the ability that they are because they kept stepping into that versus, well, I'm not, Big enough, or I'm you know whatever excuse may be, and mm. I really see life like that, like we get to grow into our leadership ability as we step forth and keep shooting um, at that level, or you know setting you know the bar doesn't have to be lowered for us to become leaders. the bar is set, and we get to step forth into that because that's who we get to be in this world, and yeah. um, I just love what you're saying because it's it it's it's the victim mentality where it's like, well, things happened to me. This happened to me. They did this to me. Like you don't know what happened to me. Versus, yeah, this this happened, and I'm stepping forth, and mm-hmm. you know, I get to create the life I want, and you know, and it's just beautiful. So, I love that you're helping people do that, and I 100% encourage every person to to reach out to you because you are you know, there's a lot of people, I just want to acknowledge you right now because you can tell a lot from posts online, whether people like have angles or, you know, like, wait, what are they really saying? But I just, that's why I reached out to you that day is I just know you're, you're, I mean, I love your content. It's authentic. You are authentic and it just really comes from a beautiful place.
1: Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so beautiful, like, being in, in this exact moment and thinking of all of the little micro moments that led up to this and um, all of these like teeny tiny decisions that both you and I made as individuals in our own healing and in our own processes to get to where we are to having this conver- this amazing, empowered, enlightened conversation, inspirational conversation that we get to share with other people. Yes. because we decided to take advantage. Like you said, we get to be these people. Like what an incredible privilege we have as humans to be able to think about our own thoughts and decide if we want to change them and to become the people that we want to be. And we live these incredibly privileged lives in this country to be able to do that. And like, and how we, everyone listening gets to do that as well. And um, yeah, so it's it's beautiful to like be in this moment with you knowing all of that.
0: Awesome. I, I 100% agree. And like, I'm just going to read, you know, It's cool because, a cool, it is. It's cool (laughs) that (laughs) I, like, that's not necessarily the word, but here's the countries that people are listening to this podcast in. So the, the United States, Canada, Australia, Japan, Luxembourg, Spain, Sweden, Mexico, United Kingdom, Thailand, Germany, Ireland, India, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Poland, Morocco, United Arab Emirates, Norway, France, Colombia, Omen. Um, New Zealand, Costa Rica, Portugal, Switzerland, Iceland, Brazil, El Salvador, South Africa, Bulgaria, <laughs> Chechia, Austria, Ukraine, Singapore, Republic of Korea, Malaysia, South Korea, Hong Kong, Vietnam, Puerto Rico, Israel, Jamaica, Estonia, and Bahrain. Which I didn't even know. Whoever you are, I didn't even know those. My so bad. But the beauty of this—I mean, that's just reading from from the analytic report that I get. But this message is global. And people Uh. are hungry for this message, the message that you are sharing all over the world right now, Uh. all over the world. People are starving and they Mm -hmm. want, they want hope and they want to know that it's going to be okay. And they have the tools. And so I, I love your message and everyone listening. I really encourage you to, to go to Kyle's website and I will, it's a, Kyla, dot com, And I'll put that in the show notes, but connect with this powerful and beautiful soul because she is, she's a transformational speaker and she's also a transformational coach.
1: Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, it's so amazing. Like hearing all of those countries and knowing that what we're talking about is, um, you know, for you, maybe your piece of it was, was childhood trauma and, for me, some of my challenges were in body image and it's like, it was the same thing, just in a different flavor. And yes. someone else is listening and they have their own thing in their own flavor. And um, yeah, no matter what it is, it's like underneath everything we've got and all of the experience, the unique individual experience we've had, we've all just had this same total necessity and desire for more love and more connection. And we have the ability to bring that to one another and to ourselves.
0: That's right. and. I, this reminded me, I wanted to share what I shared with you when we first talked on the phone and what I want to share to people listening is whatever you've gone through, you get to not minimize it. Uh. You get to not say, well, I didn't go through what they've gone through. Therefore, what I've gone through, I shouldn't complain or shouldn't, it's not a big deal. Whatever you've gone through is uniquely proportionate to your freedom. So you get to not minimize it. You get to bring it forth and heal from it. And your healing is the testament to your power.
1: Mm, Yes. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I'll share with you, Lucas, that like when we had our first conversation and you were telling me about everything you experienced as a child, that thought went through my head of like, oh my God, well, I, you know, I didn't have a traumatic childhood is my, there was one piece that was like, is my message important enough? And Mm. then I had another message of like a little bit of scarcity of like, oh my God, well, he's just going to impact more people than me because he has a more profound message. He had a bigger change he had to go through. And it's like, well, you know what? That was, and, and I stopped myself and I was like, Kyla, that is a dangerous as hell thought to think that like, whatever I went through was not enough to share with people and was not enough to change lives and was not enough to be an impact in the world because every single person on this earth has some kind of secret and it That's is, right. it is powerful and we all need to be speaking out more.
0: That's right. And look, look at what we're doing. It's different paths connected on one episode. Like this, this <laughs> is the power of it, right? It wasn't, I mean, that is so right on and that, that, that is that's a whole other episode that I would love to jump on someday with you is not minimizing and not comparing, but fully being focused like a racehorse that has the, the blinders on each side, just like focused on the path ahead and running as mm. hard as you possibly can for your own freedom and not looking at the, the horse to the left or to the right. That, that is a powerful mm.
1: message. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, another thing that I think is a way that people get caught up with that is like when I, if I look at someone's story and I say like, Oh, well, you know, that that's so different for me. I didn't go through anything like that. That, that one's way more intense than mine. Like that's separating. And that's saying like Mm. you Lucas are different than me and you are separate from me because you went through a different life experience than I did. And it's like, Nope, we, it's like, that could have been me. And those wow. same fears—it's like it. all those same fears and hurts were triggered in you, and the same types of person fears were triggered in me with my experiences. And like when when you see a homeless person, a, a person experiencing homelessness on the street, and you say like, "Wow, that's so sad," it's like that could be you. That's not—it's not, it's not sad. It's like, "Wow, this Amen. is all of us." Amen. That person is all of us.
0: And you know what? I'm gonna flip it on the complete opposite end. I had a a meeting with a client this morning, and I the homeless person that could be us 100%. And guess what? Donald Trump could be us. Meaning Mm. I grew up in the house that he grew up in. What I, who, how could I say it'd be any different than him? Yep. I don't know his experiences and it's, it goes on both ends of of the spectrum. And this is why the golden rule revolution. I, I am so passionate about it because it strips away the labels and the differentiating and the bifurcation of humanity to say, All of us, every breath and every lung, all souls are worthy to have the healing that they so deserve. And Mm. um, I just love that. So yes, amen to everything you said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There aren't good seeds and bad seeds. We're all just here being products of our experiences and making choices based on that.
0: That's right. That's right. You are amazing. I'm so (laughs) thankful to have you. on. And anything you want to uh, last message you would love to share with the audience?
1: Oh, I will say um, if you're feeling inspired at all by this, then uh, reach out to one person you haven't spoken to in a long time and tell them that you love them and see how that makes you feel.
0: Wow, beautiful.
1: Yeah, that's always a good way, I think. That's it's one of my one of my practices for sure. It's just like telling mm. telling someone that I don't speak to on a regular basis, telling them that I love them. And um just doing our little piece to put a little more love into the world.
0: Mm. It has been mm. such a pleasure having you on, sis, and I am excited to continue our journey together and impact the world together. Today yes. I am I seriously, and I will uh, put in the show notes how people can connect with you and we'll do this again.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much, Lucas. It's such a, such a joy, such a privilege. It's so amazing being connected with you and um, just how lucky, how lucky am I to be connected with such amazing humans and knowing that, yeah, this is just a little, a little piece of the magic all over the universe.
0: Well, it has been such a pleasure having Kyla on today. If you were inspired by this message, her last party message of calling someone you haven't talked to in a while and just telling them that you love them, that, just that simple act will make such a profound difference. You don't know the person that's struggling with suicide right now. You don't know the person that's struggling with with depression. You don't know, even if you see them, you don't know their thoughts. So loving them, reaching out to someone. You know, in Hebrew, the word for love is a hava, which means to give. It's constantly giving to other people love and showing them love. Despite what they do in return, you get to love others and that love impacts the world. That's what the Golden Rule Revolution is all about. I am so honored that you've joined this episode today. I will put Kyla's website in the show notes and I will make sure that you are have the ability to connect with her. As always, thank you for listening to this podcast. If this in any way, shape, or form impacted you, I ask you to share it, download, subscribe, rate it, spread the word. There are many more countries that have not yet listened to this (laughs) podcast and they get to listen. It's the Golden Rule Revolution. I am your host, Lucas Mack, and it's been such a pleasure. Thank you, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.